Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Poster Men Podcast. I am William Chapman. <laughs> I am your host. I am your hostess with the mostest. The mostest. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler is not here, but we did gain back our Star Wars hero, Lewis. Our Star Wars hero? What? Star, Star Wars hero? Star, I don't know, Star Wars? Star Wars? You gained your hero back, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Star-crossed. Star-crossed lover. <laughs> uh, hello, everybody. My name is uh, Louis uh, Ortiz. You might have missed him from a while ago. Yeah. But he's back and better than ever. Yes. <laughs> back. Better. Not really. Ever. Always. <laughs> We're starting off the holiday season with the greatest Christmas movie ever told. The greatest story ever told. The Santa Claus. <laughs> Tim Allen <laughs> brings you the greatest hits. Uh, Die Hard. John McClane, Bruce Willis, brought Bruce Willis into the, the the Mount Rushmore of action movie heroes. Brought his stardom up to whatever it is now, which is I like to get money for being in things for 10 minutes. So, <laughs> yes, he's in motherless Brooklyn for a grand total of 15 minutes. I timed me and Luigi timed it. Well, how long is he in motherless Brooklyn is a two hour and 30 minute movie. But what about, but he's definitely in a lot shorter in, uh, in oceans 13. Yeah. Well, that's a glorified cameo. Do you think he even acted in that one? Cause I feel like that's just how much of a do she is in that. Let's see if, let's see if he makes the, let's see if he makes the cast list. Oh, as like, himself. As himself or as that. Well, can't read the plot synopsis for Die Hard. Die Hard plot synopsis. Gotta get back over. I was looking at Taika Waititi. Um, an NYPD officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. At the Nakatomi Tower to meet with Holly. Yeah. Uh, and pay no attention to the weird sound in the background. It's water flowing through the pipes we can't do anything about. It. Ignore the noises that happen in the basement. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. You might have to. You might have to. Oh, there it stops. Sweet. Yeah, so I'll say it's I don't, even think he, I don't even think he made the IMDb page, by the way. Bruce Willis. I'm not seeing him anywhere. 13? Ocean's 13, you say? Oh, wasn't it 12? Is it 12? Well, no, yeah, 13's where they get revenge. I think it's 12. Okay, so let's, let's go 12 then. When they're There's so many Ocean's movies, I don't remember any of them. They're all so good, though. How about even Ocean's Not 8? the original. Uh, not, not the original. Not, not the one with Frank Sinatra or the one that's led by women, because we know <laughs> women can't act. <laughs> that's the stance we're going with here. <laughs> <laughs> the opinions of the Lewis do not necessarily refre- reflect the uh, opinions of the poster man writ large. Uh, we'll say they reflect Tyler's. Let's just say they go with Tyler's opinion. Uh, Topher Grace is Dur- accredited as Topher Grace, if anyone's curious. Yes, <laughs> d- written. He wrote the screenplay. Adapted, ooh, adapted from a novel. Ooh, so, pick up the novel so, so Jojo, Jojo Rabbit could be up for adapted screenplay As for, for Academy Awards. Everyone, keep uh, an eye out. Watch Bruce out. Willis Watch is uncredited out. in uh, Die in uh, Ocean's Twelve, so that means he didn't really matter, <laughs> but he still probably got paid. Um, but John McClane, 
hundred and hundred and something stories of terror. Is it how many family stories of terror does it? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's only like a thirty five story building. Oh, is it like a thirty five story building? Yeah, it is. It's, it's well, because well, skyscraper that I said was like a hundred story building. My bad. Well, because because <laughs> that's the tagline to that one. Because <laughs> the, uh, the the most of the action takes place on the thirtieth floor. And then oh, no, like they go up. They right? go up a couple more because it's construction. Oh no, count the floors one, two, three. <laughs> and then yeah, because that, and that's it. So like, I, I think it's only a like a thirty, you know, thirty two, thirty five, thirty, thirty something. I I think the highest floor that they talk about being numbered is like thirty two. Okay. So like you know, there's there, but and, and they do talk about you know once once we once it's finished. So like they're they're finishing the top of the building. So it's. But they have a roof, so it's. I have a question: Has this did this movie come out before or after Bruce Willis released his album? This was after. Oh, this was after. Yeah, this is after Bruno. <laughs> yeah, this was after uh, the return of Bruno because Bruno came out with Moonlighting, and Moonlighting was before this. Okay. So yeah. I think he then did after Die Hard, he did the Return of Bruno, and that still didn't do well. Okay, okay, because yeah. I remember, I, I just remember Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Willis's music on the on like the radio at one point, and I yeah. was like, this guy, this guy does it all. This guy. <laughs> I did. Wait, Bruce Willis had a yeah Bruno. Yeah, he. I was. I am. This is this is a revelation. To me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did yeah, not know Bruce this was, was a Bruce thing. Willis was a singer. Hang yeah. on, hang on. <laughs> When Kevin, when Kevin uh, random fun fact, when Kevin Smith was going to do his Carnegie Hall performance, he was filming Cop Out. Okay. And he he told he was talking to the to the people I'm working, and he's like, "Oh, I'm doing Carnegie Hall." And then there, Bruce was like, "Wait, you're doing Carnegie Hall? You're not singing? You're just gonna go up there and talk? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do Q and A." And then he was like, "Oh." Do you, he remembered that he did Bruno the music and he asked Bruce Willis if he wanted to come up and be the opening act uh-huh. oh. for Carnegie Hall. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, Bruce Willis uh, silently walked away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Released by Motown, The Return of Bruno <laughs> is the debut album by Bruce Willis, released by Motown 1987. in 1987. Yep, 88 was Die Hard. This album is an eclectic gathering of R&B music <laughs> sung by Willis. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Add that to Spotify. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, like, it's a... It's, I think it's just. A I'm part gonna of, have to find those. those blah, blah, blah. Is a, it on Spotify? It's a part of Bruce Willis's here's career that a, he wishes nobody remembers. No, he still does it. He still does like he does like hidden shows. Bruno does hidden shows. Are you serious? Yeah. If you listen to the, because um, again, podcasts I randomly listen to, they talk about like Bruce Willis will randomly come into places and like do, do open like mic a, nights, do like an open mic night of thirty people, just like Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ego on this man, you know what I mean? Bruce, Bruce Willis does has in his age developed quite an ego. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Return of Bruno bonus oh, that's bonus, bonus track, track on the is Kevin Smith. It, it, it's a, it's a Kevin. So uh, wait, Bruce hang Willis, on. There you go. Hang on. I don't know what the. Hang on. I gotta. I gotta. I yeah, don't want it to play. The Return of Bruno. There it is. Okay. Cool. 
Yeah, don't click on that. That's copyright. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that's way too long. Hang on, it's just I like, gotta. I gotta. <laughs> you gotta follow Bruce Willis. No, I'm not gonna follow Bruce Willis. I gotta do so. I gotta come up with a way to add this to my thing without officially committing to adding it to my thing. <laughs> you just, you know, like you see Bruce Willis at a funeral. Listen, if guys, it don't kill you, that. it just makes you stronger. <laughs> Bruce that. Willis, 1989. Oh my that goodness. That was the second album. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I got it. That was it. That was the second I got it. Return of Bruno it. was first. Okay. I just remember he had an, I just remember hearing his music one time on the radio. I was yeah. like, what the? In he, the 90s. Yeah. He had hits, man. <laughs> uh, but it's also, um, what's also funny is that. The highest, ri- under the boardwalk, apparently his under the boardwalk cover is pretty good. Uh, as is his respect yourself cover must also be pretty good. Also None of the rest of this stuff is uh, especially popular. So. <laughs> what, I, what I remember about this movie is also this is before it like uh, bald, you know, Bruce Willis. This is when he started. Oh, yeah, this is Bruce Willis's hair. Yeah, this is prime Bruce Willis. If you follow the Die Hard legacy, you could see Bruce Willis's hair slowly going away. Yeah. But you know what I like about Bruce Willis though, is the fact that he kept bald. Like, he, you know what I mean? He, he was like, all right, I'm just going to be bald. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not like those other people, like, you know, who try to. Well, it works for Bruce Willis. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, not everybody can rock it. Yeah. But, uh... But I, I do have a question. Why is this considered a Christmas movie? Because it takes place Christmas. Is that really it's all... It's a Christmas movie. Um, see, this is this is an interesting <laughs> There's thing. There's so many Christmas I, jokes in this movie. How do you not declare this I, movie? <laughs> when, when, you, when you talk about Die Hard as a Christmas movie... Totally my, my feeling about... Die Hard as a Christmas movie. If White Christmas is a Christmas movie, then Die Hard is a what Christmas is White movie. Christmas, White Christmas start is called White Christmas. It takes the, the movie starts and ends at Christmas time, but a bulk of the movie it's it's this like Isn't that Holiday Inn. Are we talking about Holiday Inn? No, I mean maybe Holiday Inn is a is a riff is a redo a riff on a homage to White Christmas, but it's it takes place at like a ski resort. Or something, yeah, and it's like it's a hotel, and because like the la- it's one of my sister's favorite Christmas movies, so we watch it, you know, about every other year, and I think we watched it last year, and I was like, this movie isn't really a Christmas movie, is it? Because like I said, it opens at Christmas. There's that opening number where they do Christmas things, and I think they do they sort of redo it again at the end of the movie, but a bulk of the movie is what are we gonna do to to liven this joint up? Once the ski season starts up again, it's it's not a Christmas movie. It's like it's a wonderful it has, life. It has nothing. It's like a wonderful I, life, I've which is also which which ends movie. at Christmas. Actually, it ends at New Year's. Why have you never seen It's a Wonderful Life? Like, why, I'm going to first start off with why do you refuse to see that movie? It, it's <laughs> stupid. It's good. You should it's, it's watch really it. It's really good. It's in black and white, right? No, like, you can get the colorized version. It doesn't matter because it's stupid. And and the colorized version is pretty good, actually. My mom has it. My mom has it on DVD. Yeah, no, I think, I, and that's one of my mom's favorite movies. We we tend to watch that one every the best every movie, year. I mean, we actually, all, we I, with that window may be closing. But. Can we all decide that the best movie to watch at Christmas is A Christmas Story? Um, Muppet yeah. Christmas Carol. What? 
I don't know much care for a Christmas story. Really? Is it because because TBS it's four hours it? long? Is it, is it because no, TBS Christmas story is only an hour and a half? Yeah. Is it because TBS, what? Yeah. Is it because TBS, TBS just plays cuts it for twenty four hours? Just cuts it. <laughs> TBS, TBS just has an axe and they and, just go at it. Oh yeah, well they play. Well, <laughs> you, TBS you the watch that movie? No, that movie is longer than an no, no, hour. No, no, TBS. It's an hour and a half. TBS makes it run for twenty four hours. I know they do. Yeah, but they make, but they, but they, but they make, but they play like they don't play it once twenty four hours. <laughs> they cut that out. They cut what? that out on TBS. Yeah. <laughs> what pieces of shit? That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> they cut that out. Right. See, that's why it's longer than ninety minutes. What? Because they're cutting out pieces. No, they cut that out because it's really declared it racist. <laughs> it's not racist. It's true. Asians can't pronounce their L's. <laughs> Again, <laughs> the statements that Lewis has do not follow. Wait a second. Ha! <laughs> 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 Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Holy sugar. Swap, drop, drop. <laughs> that movie feels so much longer than that. Yeah, well, movies that you don't like tend to feel Oh like my gosh. But back to Die Hard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what are we talking about? Back to. You know what? I, there's, there's, there, there are fun moments in that movie, but there's so much drag in that movie that I just don't care for yeah. Christmas Story. No, I, I get you. Uh, wow. Uh, Christmas Story was the first mo- Christmas movie I watched. Charlie Brown Christmas. States. Is the first thing. Yeah, and the you know, and I understood everything I was watching. Wow. So <laughs> that's why I was like, Oh, this movie's awesome. Understandable. But uh but back to Die Hard. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize Alan Rickman was the bad guy when I oh, Alan Rickman's you know great. and I was like, Man, he play, he just knows how to play such bad guys. Like that's Alan Rickman is a stupendous actor. He was a stupendous actor. Yeah. You know. It's a he he. he if you watch anything that he's in, he's great. He's the only redeemable quality to the Harry Potter movies, in my opinion. Uh, what about Daniel I Radcliffe? I don't know about. That. I don't know that I go that far. Daniel Radcliffe is pretty good. A lot of the performances, especially in the later ones, mm-hmm. or I should say, in in four, which I have actually watched more than once. Most, <laughs> I feel like most of the performances in four are bizarre. Are good. Well, because I was going to go the later ones, but oh wait, then I remembered I haven't watched the last three. So, I can't really speak to the the acting quality of the, of the acting in the last three Harry Potter movies, because I haven't seen them. But Hans Gruber, one of the top villains oh, in yeah. movie history. And that, and you know what I realized? There's two characters, there's two people that always play police cops in, in this movie. What, the guy from Family Matters? Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 well, isn't this, original? isn't sort of, isn't, isn't Oh no, Family Matters is a spin-off of something else. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 he plays a cop, which is so funny because he's like he's like he can't kill Ow. anybody yeah. since he shot somebody. But the police chief, I think that's who he was, was Stanley oh, Ipkiss, yeah, the, the detective. Yeah. Was the yeah, the And I was like, Look at this guy. Just being typecast. Dewey a cop. Dewey, whatever his last name was, yeah. Who who does he? Sh- I for I I, I for jump to the end. Who does Al shoot at the end? He shoots. He shoots. No, it's uh. He shoots a terrorist. He yeah, it's a terrorist. Ah. It's it's the it's the brother. It's the guy whose brother is the first guy that that the, the, Carl. I want to uh, say like, yeah, like he breaks Carl. Yeah. But yeah, no, he he kills Carl's brother, and then Carl yeah. is the is the guy with the yeah. Carl at the end, he's like he shots him. and He saves McLean. Yeah, the interesting thing is like like. Uh, like he's the only one that pulls a gun on this guy who's like 
half on fire and staggering around with a with a, with a gun, <laughs> surrounded by cops, and the, the one guy who pulls the gun and shoots the guy is the guy who I couldn't bring I couldn't bring myself to pull my gun anymore because I shot a kid. Yeah. First of all, you can't. You shouldn't it's, even be on the police force. You know what I mean? Like that's that's gotta. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Deputy Police Chief Dwayne T. Robinson, Paul Gleason is is yeah. I think you're. I think you might be right. He might be one of the guys from The Mask. Yeah, he's the he's he's the guy who's like Stanley Butkus or Ibkiss. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm you know I remember faces. I, I remember background faces a lot. He's checking. He's checking. He's checking. He's checking. He's checking. Uh, when 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 did that when did that movie come out? 90s, yeah, I thought it was ninety four. Yeah. yeah, you're in two thousand. Ninety 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 seven. Ninety-seven. That's where you're currently at. Well, yeah, I know. I know where I'm at. <laughs> when did the mask come out, you dummy? <laughs> Nineteen ninety-four. That's what I thought. Yeah, but I was saying you're in ninety-seven. Well, no, here, let me find him. Uh, I don't think that's him. He might not be. The, no, but he, he's not in the mask. Maybe he. Maybe a detective. Maybe a detective. He I, looks I, like he looks like that detective in the mask. You're right. Yeah, he does. Yeah, from that picture, he looks like the detective guy in the mask. There we go. And he sounds like him. Yeah, he does. That's uh, wait. That's why I was like, I'm 100% sure that's who it is. And then I'm like, wow, that's not. Wait, what What year did Die Hard come out of? 88. 88. This is great content, everyone. Yeah, as, is, we all, as we search, all have our nose as buried in our phones. For, things, for different parts of Die Hard. <laughs> Tyler, um, cut that out. Ho ho ho! Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> well, another funny part of that movie was was ho, set this lines for emergencies. <laughs> what do you think I'm here to order pizza? <laughs> it has some funny parts to it. Um, you know, it, it's great. I love Die Hard. All the Die Hard movies are pretty good to me, in my opinion, except for uh, a Good Day to Die Hard. Good Day to Die Hard. The last bad. one? Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. Garbage. Yeah, yeah the last. It's it's rough as I, mean, I recall. Just, yeah. If it wasn't for Justin Long being in that movie, no, that's no, that's, that's, that's Live, Live Free or Die, die Hard. hard. Oh. Live Free or Die yeah, Hard's was... pretty good. I love Live Free. Or die Live Free or Die Hard is a like because that movie came out on July fourth. That movie is is for the July it's, movie. It's, it's so wild and wacky. Well, it's one of those things, like great. like I, I, I John McClane rides a plane. I I am pretty unashamed of my love of like action spectacle set piece bang bang shoot 'em up wacky movies. All right, uh-huh. I I love them. So the fact that and that's absolutely what Live for Your Die Hard is. It's not it's not really a like it's not a die hard movie in the way that the first three are. No. Because the first three It goes are, more towards are, three are, are, are more about are more him being scrappy and determined and it's sort of his will against the will of the villain. I've only seen three the one time. Three's the one so with Sam I, Jackson, and that's yes. where he's he has most of New York to deal with. Right, and they they're driving all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the I do like how one and two take place in one area, like one contained area. Yeah, yeah. So the first so, one takes yeah. place in the building, and the Doctor second one takes place in, an airport. in the airport. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I have a question. And so four is a departure in that. Yeah. That's all over in the that it's all, all over the, the Yeah. They, yeah. well, they drive up and down the East coast. Yeah. yeah. I shouldn't say up and down. They drive from like, they start out at one point. They're, they're in, in like DC. the suburbs of DC and yeah. then they end up in New York city. Because and, they have to get Holly, not Holly. Uh, Mary was the, the yeah, the, the, the daughter. Yeah. His, his daughter, Molly De Niro. 
I forget. I forget. His name Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. It's Robert Robert De Niro. No, but was it? Gennaro? Was was Die Hard like uh, competing against Lethal Weapon? In no, that sense, or were they just their no. own, like, two they're, they're things? separate things. Because um, it's like, whenever I think well, about them, I think they're so similar. Well, there's that... there's an interesting, there's an interesting, I, the guy that wrote... The, the 80s, the 80s um, were, they made a lot of similar movies. Well, no, yeah, and, and <laughs> there's a guy that wrote, the guy that wrote, um, uh, Twas the Night Before Die Hard, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's, book. it's it's a retelling of Die Hard, is Die Hard as, like, done in the cadence of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's brilliant it's really it's really well done i shouldn't say it's brilliant it's really really well done um but that guy i, I he, we were at a comic-con yeah and that guy was like yeah i wrote this book but why i'm really here is to tell you about how action movies and renaissance painter and, and renaissance and, and the art movement mirror each other and it was like, like I'm not an art guy. I will, I will absolutely own that I'm not an art guy. Art mm-hmm. is pretty lost on me, um, much to my fiance's chagrin. Uh, actually, we haven't. We, I, we need to, we need to do some art gallerying here and I. But uh, <laughs> art, yes, art, <laughs> movie posters, art, art. It is art. Um, but he, he, but, but like he talks about Die Hard as being like. The, the like he, he he and he equates it to I want to say like the realism movement where you have where before Die Hard you have um I see and I like I don't know I don't know well enough but like with with um uh uh, uh John McClane you have this scrappy real he feels real yeah he's got flaws he's, and he gets beat up and he gets hurt Glass and he's in, right and he starts out with no feet with no shoes like no feet. like the the guy <laughs> he doesn't instantly repair himself like he's not like yeah no it's no, no, like he, john wick now yeah he, he's right a, he's or, a flawed character he's a, he's a very right flawed right and and he's and it's not like he's he's bulletproof or he's not it's not like he never gets hurt yeah like in some of the like the old like john wayne westerns nobody ever gets hurt the good guy never missed. The bad guys never hit. Mel Gibson could chase a car down. And well, yeah, but away. I mean, no, 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 no you're, you're definitely right. And so, like, and so, John, like John McClane is definitely a relatable character. I mean, yeah. right. And so, th- but that, like you said, that that opens the the floodgate of, or not as it open, but that ushers in a new era of action movie. And if I could, re- I could, I could, I, I'm sure that 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 presentation is probably available on YouTube somewhere. I should look up the guy's name and. Uh, give everybody the name so that if you care to look it up, you can look it up. Um, well, no, I, I and see if I, or maybe I should just see if I can find it on YouTube. Well, but no, um, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you look at John, you look at John McClane's character and you realize that he's, he's a man who's messed up his marriage. You know, all he wants to do is get back his kids and his wife and trying to figure out how that is. He hates traveling. You know what I mean? And I even in the scene point. where he seems relatable is when he's driving in the, when he's driving in the limousine and he sits up in the front. You yeah. know what I mean? And the guy's yeah. like, the only thing I didn't appreciate about that is he should have had the windows down because, you know, secondhand smoke still can give you lung cancer. So well, he, that day it's the, it's the, yeah, it's I the know, 80s I know, and they didn't give a shit. I know they didn't give a shit, but, but yeah, but that, and you know, you see him, you see, you, you see that he has a redeemable quality and, and the fact that in this movie, unlike every stereotypical, like, superhero, he gets flustered, you know what I mean, and but he's able to overcome it, and you know, and uh, and just go with it. And the and the and the one-liners are always just great. 
You that's, know, a, that's John McClane right th- there. Th- that scene, that scene where the guy's like reloading his gun on top of the table, and he's like, he's like, give you what? I forget what he said, but then John McClane just lights him up, and he's like, thanks for the advice. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, when you get the when you have the kill shot, never hesitate. As the guy's like, yeah, with his gun, like standing over him, doing exactly what he's telling him not to do. Yeah. He's like, blam, 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 blam. He's like, thanks yeah. for the advice. <laughs> that was great. This time, John Wayne does not walk off into the sunset with Grace Kelly. That was Gary Cooper, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's it's astounding. That... Well, you know what? I I definitely and then his wife left him Why? after the second movie. <laughs> she got saved by the man twice. Yeah, <laughs> but you got to look at it this way. You got you know what I mean? Like, do you want to be with a man that you always have to be getting saved by? Like you're always in danger. You know, I have it. That's understandable. But if he wasn't there, then they all would have died. Would they have? Yeah, he was planned to blow him up. Well, she would have been in heaven. She would have been sad. <laughs> she would have been. You know what I mean? One way ticket to. To the pearly gates. Three tickets to Paris. But, you know, I, I will say that the this movie, I think it's a very well-paced movie. Yeah. So what's nice about it is that, you know how you always talk about it in movies? They don't, especially, what's that uh, movie that we talked about with uh, that, that Santa Claus movie with, uh, what's his face? I picked it out. It's a Netflix original. Oh, the Christmas Chronicles. The Christmas Chronicles, where every five Kurt minutes. Russell, yeah. yeah, with Kurt Russell, Every five minutes, they're. Reminding you that you know that his dad, parents, the parents died. died. Every every the five minutes, their parents are but dead. you know, with 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 Die Hard, it's literally you know you have twenty minutes of character building yeah. before and before anything really starts, and you just see it literally like okay, you know, this is who John McCain is, and then they also introduce Alan Rickman's character, and it it was just nice that like you got enough to know who they are to get attached, but not where it was. Bashing over the bashing head. Bashing over the head, and then, yeah. Like, like I'm, you I'm, did find out that, like, you were like, oh, they have all these kids, and then they had all these problems until, like, midway through. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, like, they remind you, you're just like, you're just like, oh, my God, I get, I gotta get home with the were, kids. But then when the reporters get to the kids, and then you're like, oh, man. <laughs> and then, also, I really also liked Alan Rickman's character, because... He's, I mean, I guess he is a terrorist because he is Oscar causing terror. Yeah. Well, well, because he's causing somewhat of a terror, but he's not really a terrorist, though. Like, he's not trying to dominate the world. All he wants is just money. Well, yeah, no, yeah, he's... Like, the, at one point, they, they, they get it. They they nail it. They get it bang on the head. He's like, Holly calls him, you're you're just a common thief. And he's like, no, I'm an exceptional thief. Yeah. Or whatever, however exactly yeah. he says And it. that's all he is. So he's a thief, yes. Yeah. He's not a terrorist. But that's what they he's acting like a terrorist. terrorist yeah. He's doing things that a terrorist would do. But, he's but what he's make... really after is the money. Yeah, yeah. which was awesome. Because it was like, it was cool to see a bad guy that was like, yeah. And uh, I watched I watched a, a video about, the, it showed, it said the entire, it's a, it's the Die Hard series explained in three minutes. <laughs> so it goes through all the movies. <laughs> explained. <laughs> explained. But the one guy had a really good point. It was only like 15 seconds when he said that, like, after watching a movie, he made a really good point that, you know, um, Alan Rickman's character does a really good job of, like, going with the flow. Like, not, like, you know how, like, in most movies, especially in those back in the day, like, they would, like, they had a plan and they stuck to it. Alan Rickman's character, you know what I mean, like goes with the flow and like improvises to get to what well, he needs that to was get. The, I think that was the thing was that's why him and McLean were so at odds because they both just were always think on their feet people. Yeah. So, but one was for his own purposes and one was for other yeah. people. Like John McLean was trying to save everybody in the tower, mm-hmm. whereas Hans Gruber was like, 
I want the money. This is how we're gonna get the money. Yeah. So my main focus is on the money, not on the not on the main goal of like how do we get out of here at this point. But also, I feel like if you're on the outs with your wife, because his wife seemed like an asshole. You know what I mean? Well, Holly McLean's not supposed to. He's <laughs> always supposed to be kind of an asshole. But the thing is, it's like I said, why would you know? Like, why would you even want your husband at the at the at the Christmas party? No, he was surprising her. That was the thing. Yeah. Well, no, he was invited. Oh, he was. Yeah, but she, he, she, he was not. He said he was. Apparently, he was not able to, like, call and confirm. Yeah. And he was, he was wrestling with it because yeah. it's like, well, what do, do I want to do this? Do I want to try and you know? Do I want to try and repair the marriage and do all that? Yeah. Right. Because then he had to fly down there and go do that. Mm-hmm. Which is why he said he hated all the traveling. Yeah. And he, yeah. What was this? Weird. Because he, because he worked in New York and she was where. In she, yeah. Yeah. So. That's a far, far commute for family. Mm-hmm. He must... It seems like back in the day it was a lot more affordable. You know what I mean? Like flight had to have been. Yeah, the flight was probably, what, like, you know, $100 round trip? You could probably still smoke on those flights. Oh, my goodness, probably. <laughs> he, he probably sat at first class. Or he could have been... A, yeah, it doesn't matter. He, but, he was what he was. But, yeah, Hans Gruber. Astounding. Well, the crew was also pretty awesome too. Like his 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 set his. I would call them smart because they all get killed. <laughs> yeah, but no, they, they they fed him pretty well. Like you know, and um, I did like the fact that the, you know this movie incorporated a black man who was good on the computer <laughs> instead of the stereotypical Theo. Asian. Uh-huh. Theo, yeah. Uh, I liked Al on the floor on the ground because uh, that was the only person that John McQueen could relate to because he was. On on the ground kind of guy, yeah, grunt cop kind of dude that right. they could talk to each other. <laughs> so I really liked that one. Like when he yelled at the head officer, and he's like, "You're delaying this. You're causing more problems than you're solving." <laughs> Put the other guy on the phone, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> or something along those lines. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's essentially what he says. Uh-huh. You know, it'd be really funny is. Let me see if I get his name right. Asshole, I'm not the one who just got bucked fucked on national tele TV, Dwayne. Now you listen to me, jerk off. You're not a, not a part of the solution. You're a part of the problem. Quit being a part of the fucking problem and put the other the other guy back on. Man, it's just it's so relatable though. But I wonder if Reginald Vell Johnson, like, if this is all, if Die Hard is tied into, like, the Family Matters it's world. It's not. I double checked mm-hmm. to see if the name was the it's same. Not. It's not. His well, name's Carl. And uh, well, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, what happens if he, like, it was and he went under witness protection? He, he went like, to witness protection. He was, like, he, was, he was just like, you know what? This is too much shit for me right now. I'm going to move all the way out to Chicago and, you know. Just <laughs> it's like these. It's it's the extended universe yeah. of Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Bruce yeah. Willis shows up and says, "Hey, buddy, how's it going? How you doing?" And he's like, "Are you fucking kidding me, guy? <laughs> Get out of my house!" <laughs> he shoots Urkel. <laughs> Turns out Urkel's been a terrorist. I know. I've been undercover. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I like where your head's at with this. this. I'm. I, I like. I like the, the fan theory where where Family Matters is. Is Carl deep cover <laughs> researching Urkel, the the terrorist mastermind? Well, he was. I mean, I am I am on board with that this. Guy was this that sounds like fun time. to me. He built a time machine. Uh, it could transform you, and then he went into space. Oh yeah, that, yo, Urkel was a sketchy dude. <laughs> uh, 
But wow, Family Matters ran for nine years. Yeah, it ran for a while. It was a great show. When did this movie come out, Die Hard? 88. 88. No, I meant like what month? Oh, Jiminy Cats, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking. July. So it came out in July. <laughs> This movie came, but it's a Christmas okay. movie. So. <laughs> July 20th. But it's for the further incentive for it not to be considered a Christmas it's movie. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, if you, if it's you totally consider, a Christmas movie. If you, oh, only oh. if you consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, then I'm going to consider Warriors of Virtue a Christmas movie. Don't care. I've never seen it, so it's about, okay. Does it take place at Christmas? No, it's about <laughs> kangaroos that do kung fu. But I saw it on Christmas, so... <laughs> <laughs> you saw it on Christmas. Christmas actually takes place in this movie. Yeah, there's no presents. <laughs> Yeah, there are. Where? In the party? Yeah. Do they open them? Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever. He brought her a bear. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> and it sat in the car with the, with the driver. I can't believe this movie's 30, oh, 31 years old. Uh, die Hard? Oh, it's 30. astounding. It's almost as old as me. How many, how many of these actors are dead? <laughs> that's that's the real question. Alan Rickman is one. I'll tell you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down the list. Alan Rickman is one. You, you, but then you don't know from there. Uh, they tell you on on IMDb. So you're just gonna click on each person. The chief of, <laughs> the chief of police has died. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Oh Lord. <laughs> uh. Joseph, whatever the Asian guy, he died. Man, so we've got three people. Uh, Carl, he died too. God damn. You know, a lot of people in this movie are oh, dead. Oh, Carl died? Yeah, of hepatitis at the age of 45. Oh, that's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a sad day. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it seems like... Oh, like a, let's see if Theo's alive. Oh, yeah, Theo's alive. <laughs> yeah, he was. he went on to be a... A successful uh, sidekick to one Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Maybe he's deep undercover, too. <laughs> we just now combined all these he's, universes. Yeah, he's... He's, <laughs> he's, he's trying to see if uh, if Walker, Texas Ranger is trying to found his alt-right cult of, <laughs> of personality around this fictional guy called Chuck Norris, who... <laughs> <laughs> Oh and John McClane comes and shoots Chuck Norris. Which then makes the Expendables in the universe. It's all connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. Everything. Da, da, da. Oh, Lord. So, I mean, is... So, essentially, like, did this, like, <laughs> make Bruce Willis' yeah, career yeah. as an action star? Oh, yeah. It definitely made his career sure. in general. Like, from there, Bruce Willis took off and started sure. bleeding and everything else. Because this movie was not supposed to do anything, and it did something. And then that's what, I think this is was, I think this is what started the theory of summer blockbusters. No. Uh, did it? No. What started that? The, for the original summer blockbusters, Jaws, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. Good mm. job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. I'm wrong. I admit it. <laughs> But definitely, but it definitely rocketed Willis's career <laughs> to what it is now, which well, is well, I've been oh, movies movie, for ten well, minutes. And please give me money. This is I don't even like. There's, there's I'm looking at Bruce Willis's like, you know, his film career. Uh huh. And and there's only there's not even like actual like 
posters for the movies he was in. <laughs> yep. And then, then you got Die Hard, and then after that, well, there's a couple. And... Oh, see, I thought Moonlighting predated. Moonlighting uh, did. It was 1985. Oh, okay. Actually, I think it's just my IMDb. I'm barely getting any reception okay. here, so. Yeah, because Look Who's Talking comes after that. Die Hard 2, Bonfire of the Vanities. <laughs> I need to watch that. <laughs> Hudson Hawk, that's the yep. last Boy Scout. Yep. Yeah, Last Boy Scout was another big one for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jackal. He then did Pulp Fiction. Striking Distance. Go, the Jackal was by far one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies because he played such an awesome badass dude. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, monkeys. and then and then gets then starts we get into the weird stuff where you have twelve monkeys. Last man standing. Fifth element. Fifth element. Fifth element. Fifth element. <laughs> oh my goodness! Talk about badass in that movie. Yeah, Armageddon. Mercury fifth Rising. element again. Oh, that's the video game. Never mind. I was about to say what? There's another fifth element. It's the video game. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not very good. Now that I now that red, I stop in the red was a good movie. He was good in red. Yep. Yeah, both reds are pretty good. Yeah, the the red movies are, I think, of some of the last movies that he did, did before he like checked out. Yeah. Uh, Planet Terror was also awesome. Yeah. Planet Terror's okay. I've not seen it. It's better than it's better than it's better oh, than, forgot, than Death Proof. I forgot about Surrogates. He was in Surrogates. That's a great book. The movie is not quite as good as the book, but yeah. he was also in Sin City. Oh, he was in Sin City. He's really good as Hardigan in Sin oh, City. Oh, and the whole nine yards and the whole ten yards. That was a good movie. Those are fun too. Let's just ramble off Bruce Willis movies. Tears of the Sun. <laughs> okay. Uh, rock the Casbah. So, uh, <laughs> ro- so, uh, so uh, uh, robot punches. Yeah, let's do it. Kid. Because oh, we're, we're yeah, we're way deep into this, and we haven't been talking about the movie now. We're we're we're, we're officially we're officially, we're officially on like the fourth the fourth. Uh, What's about time in Venice? <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Uh, tangent, the fourth tangent of this podcast. So, <laughs> robot punches. You've had four tangents. <laughs> I at least. Welcome to the Fourth Tangent Podcast. That should be our name. We should do a name change. <laughs> I'd be up for that. <laughs> this holiday season, name change is coming. The, the season season, season three of the Poster Man Podcast is going to be called the Fourth, fourth Tangent. The Fourth Tangent Podcast. Lewis? What do, oh, you want me to start it off? Yeah, you can start it off. Three stars. Three stars. Yeah. Huh. It's a good action. It's a good action movie from the eighties. We don't uh, do stars here. Oh, bunch of sorry. <laughs> sorry. Three robots. Anyway, punches. Lewis, <laughs> Come on. if you're only gonna show up once in a while, <laughs> you gotta keep your shit together, man. God, you're right. Damn. You're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I give it. I give it three and a half robot punches. Uh, the acting was all right. Um, the set. You know, it's very dated. You could definitely tell it was made in the 80s. Well, um, oh, well, you, 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 you automatically lose about a robot punch and a half if, you, if, we can, if we can tell that your movie was filmed in the time it was set. No black and white. No, none of this stuff. Uh, I want you to modernize everything. Um, let me see. Cell phones, like, internet. Honestly, I did see it. I, it was all right seeing enough of Bruce Willis's body, but there was no real female bodies to look at. Um, you know what I mean? Um, the fact that it was in Christmas, you know, I guess I guess Bruce Willis was doing Santa Claus's work and he was checking off the naughty list. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, he, he, was, he, was, he was checking it twice. He was definitely saying he was naughty or nice. Um, he no, came to town. Actually, no, I, I, I joke. I give this movie a four and a half robot. It keeps punches. rising. <laughs> no, it was, it's, it's, I forgot how good this movie is. Uh-huh. And, um, I think because it's getting closer to the holidays, 
and the fact that you know you feel the Christmas joy rating you from it. <laughs> well, you, you you can see why you know people find it so such a Christmas movie, and the fact that it has now such a cult following, and and even on Reddit, there's people who make John McClane like Christmas ornaments. It's hilarious to me. So four and a half robot punches. Good job, Brucey, Bruce, Bruno. I agree with everything Lewis said. Four and a half. <laughs> okay, four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was that was a round table discussion. That was a round table about four and a half. Wow. Tyler, what do you give it? I give it a I give it a, a four. If uh, if there would have been some more, you know, nipple scenes, I would have given it a five. <laughs> well there was the one the one nudie poster. Check that out. Pink. Tyler, I just got to click. Pink. Were there crotch shots for Tyler in this movie? I don't crotch think... shots. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. I would. I don't. I. I am not keyed into crotch. Tyler's crotch fact. Yep. Shots. Tyler's so crotch shots of the day. I. I got nothing. I don't know. Oh man, that was a segment I need to bring back. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, it's because inevitably we will do another kids movie, and there won't be any crotch facts to share. <laughs> or so you think. <laughs> I feel like that's what happened last yeah, time. I feel like it's, I hit a hurdle with that. It's, it's, it's like, oh, Lewis, this is Lewis picked like four kids movies in a row. This is an animated movie, crap. <laughs> it's hard to have crotch facts in animated movies. <laughs> the crotches were hard to animate. <laughs> Getting the genitalia on this guy. <laughs> Just the right length. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so topics. Uh, we've all. <laughs> We've all seen The Mandalorian, most of it. Yes, most of it. I've seen the first two and a half episodes. I've seen three. I've seen four. So. So we've all done pretty well on that. We've all like we all like it. Do we all approve of it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So far, I'm I am enjoying it. It's a little too good. <laughs> okay. Too good. You want some problems? Well, no, no, no. It's not that. It's not that. So like, what scares me is that like. I find it very rare for the first season of a show to be so good. You know what I mean? Like, I think the acting is superb. I mean, the graphics and, like, just the costume designs and the world development is, is awesome. I think it's amazing. My fear is, is that, like you guys said before, you know how in episode one they had that fighting scene in Star Wars and it was basically lightning in a bottle? Yeah. My fear is that season one is going to be lightning in a bottle yeah, and it's so good. Yeah. And then you ha- And then second season, you know... It's just a little lackluster, and it, mm. and it goes downhill. Like I, I so far have really enjoyed the show. I mean, it you know it it it's nice to see a character that isn't doesn't use the force. You know what yeah. I mean? That like you don't have these things. It's like oh yeah, you know it's it's a guy you know with hard work and determination. The fact that your family got killed in front of you really puts you to get shit done. Really, really should gives you perspective. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's just, it's just, I really like the, I really like the show, and I'm, and I'm scared because, I, I don't want season two. To, you know, I don't want it to be another Game of Thrones. You know, I don't want to get invested with this show and and see these characters develop only to then have the last season be like, oh yeah. On a positive know? note, <laughs> someone didn't write this <laughs> into a book. That's that because. That was the thing with Game of Thrones was the TV show got ahead of the books. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, now we have to make stuff up. Yeah, but George R. R. Martin was, you know, he's he's lacking because I don't think he's got the skills to pay the bills anymore. Speaking of which, did you hear about the uh, the two directors got fired from 
The Star Wars movies? Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad. I'm karma. I didn't care. I did. I did. I'm glad you pieces of shit got fired if you're ever listening, if you're to, listening this part. to the podcast. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad. And we were going to come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would love to have you guys as guest hosts, you know, so I can, so I can, so I can berate you and tell you how much of a garbage human being you are. God, ruining such a good franchise. Back to the Mandalorian. <laughs> John Favreau is he now? He created and I think wrote it. Is he no? But is he? Well, gonna he's be... he's credited he's as credited. creator yeah. for sure. But is he is he also uh, going to be doing all to... the other the new Star Wars movies or is it just that? No, he's just doing Mandalorian. Man, you know, honestly, I I never realized how much of a great writer and like director that dude is. When Favreau Re- gets his own ideas, it's realistically great, he's not writing all he... of it. I don't know. He he. That, that's to to write. Because maybe that could be why they're all different lengths. Because he wrote like just a big script and then they cut it up into show episodes. Maybe. But the thing is, though, either way, like I still find it like he's just uh, writers. John Favreau. John Favreau created by. He he just seeing that guy because I I George Lucas. I only so he wrote his... at least he wrote the first episode. I remember him being just more like a background character. Oops. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember John Favreau in, uh, um, I love you, man. The, the MCU. We we can lay everything that the Marvel universe has done. N- not not everything. Not everything. But, not everything but John Favreau deserves more credit than he gets for Making. the persistence of the MCU because he directed Iron Man one. He yeah. picked for he fought for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just crazy yeah. to see how how well this guy is. I mean, like I said, I remember seeing I the earliest movie I I remember seeing him in is in I Love You Man, where he played this funny douchebag. You know, well, that's typical. That's typical John Favreau. Yeah, yeah. He character. just, you know, but that's why I thought, and I was like, oh, and I always was like, man, that guy must just, you know, like it's so like it's it's nice that this guy is in Hollywood. He's living life with just playing a background character as a jerk. And then, you know, when you told me that he, you know, directed and wrote Iron Man, right? I don't know, did he write Iron Man? Uh, or did he just direct it? I'll he directed for sure. I don't know if he wrote but it. But when you told me he did that, I was I was very impressed. And then when you said... Chef, he, he directed and wrote it. And then when you right, said he did yeah. Chef and how he learned to play okay, that part so was really impressive. Two. Just, I just find it very impressive. Oh, wow. Like he that. wrote at least... He has sole writing credit on the first three episodes at least. Mm, mm. He's not directing them all, but he is. He has written. He did not write Iron Man one. He has written at least the first three are written by, created by, based on characters, based on characters by George Lucas. Hmm. That's that's how the so, three, yeah. the three writing credits have been for the. Yeah, but uh, John Favreau does deserve that credit. Yeah, him, James Gunn for taking him, James Gunn, uh, the Russo brothers. Well, the Russo brothers came along later. Yeah. Well, I'm just, well, I'm just naming all a bunch of things for just getting things started, like to getting balls rolling. Like with the Russo brothers not doing Winter Soldier as well as they did, then they did Civil War, and then they showed they that Civil War could work. Like all these characters put in one could work. Right. And then they did Infinity War, and then they did Endgame, which are all of four of those movies are great. And then you got James Gunn who took a chance on a freaking bc list comic book and decided to turn into a movie and yeah but i've i've read some stuff okay, about james series, gunn that like is a little series a little disturbing credits. about him 
Well, the thing that he got fired for, yes, agreed. But yeah, so apparently three episodes were written by people that weren't that are not Favreau. Favreau. Favreau is credited as creator on all eight. George Lucas is credited in all eight. There's a guy, Rick. I don't want to. I don't want to butcher this last name. Uh, Fama Yamiwa. Wow, he he. I know uh, Swingers is another movie he was in, and he also wrote he also wrote that. Yeah, I know he wrote he wrote that too. He wrote Swingers and Rounders. What's what's it about? Swingers. It's a gangster movie. Is it? Yeah. Swingers and Rounders are gangster movies. Rounders, Rounders is a is a oh, no, poker, movie. poker movie. You talking about swingers I mean, it's it's an it's an yeah, organized made, made, yeah, made and swingers are monster is, movies. Are they the same? Is it like a second part to it? No, because it's still different got... movies. See, I know it's Vince Vaughn and it's John it, Favreau. Are they like are they like best friends? Yeah, they're good friends. He wrote Couples Retreat. Yep. You know, thank you, John Favreau. If it wasn't for you, this dynasty of Marvel wouldn't be where it's at today. So. Yeah, and yeah, they're not the same characters, but it's basically the same movie. Made and made and swingers are basically almost the same movie. But he directed the Jungle Book. Yep, that's how he got the the job of the Lion the Lion King. Oh, he did the Lion King. Yeah. Oh God! All right, you really let me down on that one, Johnny. <laughs> that was—I don't think that was his fault. No. I think Disney was like, um, you're just going to do beat for beat The Lion King. That well, that was good? that was the script. Yeah. You know, so. They were like, all right, so we'll do beat for beat The Lion King again. Because <laughs> Jungle Book at least veered off in different directions from the original Jungle Book, but they just kept to the same beats. Unlike. Well, it probably followed the, the book. Probably. <laughs> Well, Lewis is singing, so that means that I should ask this question. What would we rate the Mandalorian? It's that time. Isn't it? We could do that. Um, well, in, on, on the on the on scale, scale of what robot punches? Let's do, we could do different. We could do different scale from from the we could do. Uh, I give it two and a half lightsabers out of three. I only out of three. Oh, okay, if we're going out of three, okay. Uh, no, make up your own. Make up make your, up own, your own. I give it. You could give it. Uh, only a half dozen stacks of that cool metal stuff instead of all twelve, or however you want to mm. do what you want to do. I give it three baby Yodas. Okay. Three baby Yodas. Yeah. All three baby Yodas, yeah, or three, three baby Yodas out of five. Three or... baby Yodas out of four to make one Yoda. Okay. All right. <laughs> Okay. I, I, <laughs> Three baby Yodas stacked on top of each other wearing a Yoda robe. Yep. Okay. Well, I guess for this movie, or for this show, I would give it four Pedro Pascals out of four Pedro Pascals. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So I was the bad one. I only gave it yeah. two and a half out of three. You guys are giving it all three out of three. Episode three is pretty solid. It's pretty great. Well, yeah, I need to finish it. I'm not a big... I'm not a big... Uh, I like how they're shorter. Like, superhero shows. You know, like, I'm not a big fan of, of TV shows. I just like movies. I like to get all done. Like, I don't care much for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't care much for The Punisher, for Daredevil, any of that bullshit. You should watch the DC shows. I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't get into any yeah. of that stuff either. So, but there's, there's only, uh, so far, there's only two superhero shows, or two shows that, you know, involve, that I really like, 
and one is The Boys, which I really, uh, which I, I need to get back to that. Like, which I really appreciated. It's on that the list. It was the only ones that like I I got into, and The Mandalorian, where like. But this is Mandalorian is it's space opera. It's not a superhero. Show. Yeah, but 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 I'm saying like it's a Star Wars. Like I didn't watch like the I didn't watch Star Wars like the the animated series. I didn't watch any of. Uh, I don't want like I just don't like getting into it. Okay. I like to get I when it comes to that like I just like to get my heaping of the movie, get all the action where I want it, and that's it. You know, so that's why I'm for a show like that for me to look forward to it every week. I really enjoy I think the it. length of it helps with that because it's not like an hour long format. Yeah. Like some of the other ones where I'm like, okay, you get scattered. Like this mm. one's 28 minutes. This one's like 30 something uh, minutes. Well, this one's 40. Yeah. Well, the nice part also about it is that like it's, there's enough of uh, people talking and enough action where it's not just like, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not like The Walking Dead where, you know, they just talk for, you know, 40 minutes and cut someone's head. For like a minute, and then they're like, oh, "What?" Well, I stopped watching. So. Yeah, yeah, I stopped watching it too. But uh, everybody sig- stopped watching. But it my significant, my, my significant other loves that show, and sadly, you does know, she still like that show? She watches it with my brother and sister in law every Sunday. Ew, I've seen like the yeah. like parts of the new season with my because my dad watches it sometimes in the yeah. mornings. I tell him he's crazy, and well, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, "Well." He's fast forwarding through most of it because he doesn't care. Uh, yeah, my well, my <laughs> wife she's she's a dedicated fan, and she said, uh, you know, once certain certain characters died, like it's nothing like it's nothing like the comic books anymore. But she said that like yeah, it was a slow season, but now it's picking up again and it's getting better. And it's, you know, from some of the episodes that are episodes that I watch, it looks good. But that's the only reason it's because I only watch like one episode every four weeks. <laughs> I still think it looks bad. I'm just like, there's so much talking. I'm like, I don't care. You like, just it's want a zombie action? show. Huh? Yeah, you just want action. No, I don't want action all the time, but it's... Oh, well, then you would but like no, it's Z been... Nation. Z Nation probably might be better. Oh, it's... Um, but it's it just... I just don't care about the characters anymore. That was the thing where I'm like, I just don't care. I don't care about Norman Reedus. The only reason Norman Reedus is in the show is because he's the only sex symbol on that show. He is. So well, Norman when, Norman, is... when Norman Reedus dies in that show, that show dies with uh, Norman yeah, Reedus. Yeah. So, oh, speaking of which, uh, another on another subject, I uh, if anybody has a Nintendo Switch, I have bought Pokemon Sword. And if anybody wants to trade or get, uh, you know, these hands in a Pokemon battle, uh, make sure to email us at the Posterman Podcast with your code. With your gamer tag or whatever it is yeah. for Switches. Yeah, with your Switch code number, identification number, so I can add you and 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 destroy you. Thank you. Gauntlet Throne. I don't have the internet, but uh, on my Switch, but. I don't have the Nintendo Online thing, so I can't do that. But I have Shield, <laughs> so send the same thing, <laughs> and I will send it to Lewis. <laughs> no, I think I don't even think you need it. I think you, as long as you have Wi-Fi, I think you can still trade with other people. So, well, yeah. All right. So, but Ken, yes, it's that time of night. 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 Uh, the website it's is www.thepostermanpodcast.com. Send it's us an email to thepostermanpodcast at gmail.com with those gamer tags. Find us it's on Twitter at thepostermanpod. Check us out on Instagram at thepostermanpodcast. One word. Um, Facebook, thepostermanpodcast. And buy our merch it's for the holiday seasons at cafepress.com slash thepostermanpodcast store. It's and thanks, everybody, for listening. 
It was that time of night. It was that time of night. And also, a little quick uh, message for everybody. The postman here to stand with Hong Kong. We'll get into it off air. Okay. Yeah. All right. See y'all next time. Buenas noches, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>